Father, we thank you. We ask and we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. We say there is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every act can be you as we see ourselves in you. And your name alone is glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Alright, we are still studying the reality or the basics of Christianity. The basics of Christianity. I would say Christianity is a reality. And um, we said the believer's daily living is founded on the reality of his salvation. Romans 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe, to the Greeks, and also to the Jews. It says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. You know, you can see that as a fact for yourself personally. I, I am, the, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Does that make sense? I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed. Hallelujah. So we said in Philemon 1 verse 6, it says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. And now says, so I will say the word acknowledge there means a full comprehension. You come to a precise and an accurate understanding. And we said one of the things you need to come to a knowledge of is the reality of God's word. That the reality of God's word is real to you. And we said the reality of the, our redemption. We said the reality of um, the new creation. And we said the reality of our righteousness. Now I want to see the reality of our fellowship with the Father. The reality of our fellowship with the Father. You know, we are in fellowship with the Father. The reality of our fellowship with the Father. The reality of our fellowship with the Father. First John 1. First John 1. First John 1. Verse 1 to 4. First John 1. Verse 1 to 4. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen, which our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and it showed unto you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye may also have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father. And with the Son Jesus Christ, and these things write we unto you, that you are, your joy may be full, that my joy may be full. And the word, Lord, let's see. The word fellowship means partnership, a common identity. Partnership, partnership, a common identity. So one thing the Scriptures makes it clear for us is that we have a common identity with the Father. You and I have a common identity with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We have a common identity with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 9, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 9. Like I told you, the reality of God's word has to be so real to you. So every of your experiences or every of your experiences has to align with God's word. Every of your experiences has to align with God's word. <coughs> Every of your experiences has to align with God's word. Even the songs you sing has to align with God's word. You cannot be singing, oh, yeah, uh, we, 
we are still sinners. Or um, that one was sung on Sunday where someone say, uh, "The Lord, uh, uh, the Lord has made the Lord, the Lord, the Lord we." Make me living sanctuary. I'll be what is it? Lord, prepare me. The Lord is not trying to prepare you a sanctuary. He already did it already. There's this one. Um, mm. Open the front gate. No, that one is even another. That was another story entirely. There's this one. Um, I love this woman. She sings it a lot. She likes to sing it. There's something that makes me. That one is another one. Um, there's this one. Creating me in you at all, Lord. That was another story. Fill me up! That's the one I You prepare the fire. You prepare the sacrifice. I'll be the sacrifice. I'll be the sacrifice. Fill me up. Fill me up. Bible says, he that comes to me will never thirst again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'd rather change it to a higher field of blood. Except I want to sing it as a consecration, Lord. So praise God. Look at First Corinthians one verse nine. First Corinthians one verse nine says, "Make me a sacrifice. Can you, you be a sacrifice? Are you even qualified to be a sacrifice?" <laughs> Look at First Corinthians one verse nine. It says, "God is faithful." Ah, oh, yeah, I love that. Are you? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I don't know about you. I've learned to believe God's word. God is faithful, by whom we were called unto the fellowship of His Son. Jesus Christ our Lord. God is faithful. I don't know about you. It says the fellowship of his son. So the fellowship of his son there means there is identification with the son. Are you seeing it? There is an identification with the son. There is an identification with the son. Don't forget we are saying the reality of our fellowship with the father. The reality of our fellowship with the father. The word the father in 1 John 1 verse 2 1 John 1 verse 2. 1 John 1 verse 2. 1 John, we read it the other time. It says, For the life was manifested, and we've seen it, and bear witness, and it show unto you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. So, that it implies that there is a sonship of the believer. We are, we, there is a sonship of the believer. And we refer to God as our Father. You and I refer to God as our Father, which clearly shows to us that there is a relationship we have with God. There is a relationship we have with Him in Christ Jesus. There is that relationship you and I have with Christ Jesus. Just like a cordial relationship you have with your parents, you have that same relationship and even much better with your Father. And the word Father in the Greek is from the Greek word Abba. Just like what you see in the in, in 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 the scriptures where it says Abba Father, it's just tautology. It's just saying Father, Father. You get it? No Father, Father. He that's a fino sango. No, <laughs> and it's just Father. So the word Abba was the word Father. Sorry, from the translated from the Greek word Abba. It implies what does that Abba means? It implies source. It means source where one come from. It's like saying. This is where I came from. This is my source. This is my origin. This is where I came from. So the essence of Christianity, the believer is seen from God. Glory to God. Is seen from God. Is from God. So your source is from God. 
your source is from God. Your origin is from God. That is the essence of Christianity. Your origin is from God. The believer is from God or is of God. So our source is in God. And for that purpose, he is called our father. So our fellowship is so called because we are from him. You and I, we are from the Father, and that is called identification. This is a terminology called identification. In years to come, we're going to study in deep terminology, in, in, in proper context. What does this identification mean? What, 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 what is this identification all about? Now, the believer's relationship is the fact that he has a fellowship with the Father. Say, I have a fellowship with the Father. I have a fellowship with the Father. You have a fellowship with the Father. Both the relationship and the fellowship are interwoven. Both the relationship and the fellowship. We remember what we say fellowship is. We say fellowship is partnership, right? Fellowship is common identity. So both the relationship and the fellowship are interwoven. So our fellowship is that singular identification we have with God. Our fellowship is that singular identification we have with God. In explaining our fellowship with the Father, it is important for us to understand that the fatherhood of God is revealed in Christ. Let me tell you, if you want to understand the fatherhood of God, you know this thing called father concept, the fatherhood concept. Oh, okay, this is my father. What does father mean? We have to see Christ Jesus in that reality. Does that make sense? So the fatherhood of God is revealed in Christ. The fatherhood of God is revealed in Christ. Now, let's see something. If we say the fatherhood of God is revealed in Christ, now we want to examine a concept now that is the revelation of the Father. Who is the Father? The revelation of Christ, the Father. Christ, the revelation of the Father. Let's examine that concept. Christ, the revelation of the Father. Christ, the revelation of the Father. Because we said the fatherhood of God is revealed in Christ. Does that make sense to everybody? The fatherhood of God is revealed in Christ. Now, something in the New Testament is seen that should be noted, or something that we should note in the New Testament is that God was not really mentioned that much. We saw God very less, and we saw more as the Father. We saw God more as the Father. Don't forget, we are examining the context Christ, the revelation of the Father. We just want to study something because why, why are we trying to study it? We said the fatherhood of God is revealed in Christ. Now, in the New Testament, it is we should note something that God was referred to less as God and more as the Father. It's just like saying, I refer to you more as Chiamaka than Samarita. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Obviously, I gave you the name, or I made the name come up. When you first came, the first thing you were telling us, my name is Sam, my name is Sam, my name is Sam. <laughs> this shows that there is an understanding, just like in you too. Don't come in, come in your dick up. Come me in your day. Don't come in your day. Come me in. I'll give you in your day. 
have these favors that I need to give me. Now maybe I should give her Oluji Yobo. But <laughs> Oluji Yobo means one eye turned. <laughs> it shows that there is an understanding we must have about God. There is an understanding we must have about God. Just the same way I gave Noah or Noah. Noah. <laughs> Noah Musa. I know that's not his name, is Noah. I, the Noah. I don't know whatever. <laughs> but he shall Noah. <laughs> so that is exactly how we have seen God. <laughs> We've seen him more as the Father. Praise God. So it shows to us that there is an understanding we have about God brought to fall by the deaths of Jesus. There is an understanding that is brought to our limelight, that is brought to our understanding by the death of Jesus that was not existing in the Old Testament before he died. There is an understanding we must understand. Look at James John 1 verse 18. We want to do some studies this morning. I did, I did a bit of this in, in my series called Incarnation, but we'll just go a bit abreast on this again. Leave your incarnation. This will make sense. I'm going to do more studies on incarnation. Praise God. Very soon. Very, John 1 verse 18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Now, he says, the phrase, now let's see the scripture now. He says, no man. No man there implies no one. Nobody. That is, until Jesus. Nobody has seen God at any time. Now, this thing I told you, put the peg on it. I will tell you in years to come what this means very well. Just put the peg on it. Or this no man has seen God at any time, this and that. We will expatiate that further. Is it true that no man has seen God? What has no man seen? Has there any man seen God? Just hold on to this. We're going to explain it in years to come. When we are doing incarnation, we're going to keep seeing that series. The people really see God. Has God been shown to us in the old Testament? What has God been seen? Is God just a new person or a new character in the New Testament? <laughs> we're in for a long, long life, life study. Are you ready? <laughs> oh boy. So, as I'm, even, as I'm teaching you this nomad, I'm just trying to make myself very careful. So, you're not going to ask me if you chose to say, but you said. Remember what I told you, put a peg on it. <laughs> so the phrase at any time implies up to this point. That is, up to this John 1 verse 18, up to this point, it refers that until the incarnation, there is no physical representation or appearance of God the Father. Now I still say put a peg on that so that you're not asking me yes to come. But you said nobody has seen God. Calm down, calm down. We're just going an expansive, we're going to do an expansive study on all of these things in the years to come. So just calm down and calm down so you don't say, but you said nobody has seen God. I did not give you that statement. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are only trying to study. So if you don't understand this, you can't understand what we'll do in some few years to come. Hallelujah. <laughs> the phrase has declared is a term that implies to teach or to explain so when it says no man has seen god at any time the only begotten son 
in the words of he had declared him it means to teach to explain so it is it, 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 it refers to an explanation with a first-hand experience an explanation with a first-hand experience the phrase is used for relaying a personal experience it was like saying i now have a personal experience now look at the word bosom it says it says which is in the bosom of the father the word bosom implies something close to one's chest just like this my chest pocket if you say this my chest but it's close to my chest that is what bosom means something very close something very close to one's chest or what cannot be separated from you does that make sense? Just like my wristwatch, something that can't be separated from you. So we we'll, we'll go back to that no man in verse 17. Where it says, or oh, let's see, let's look at John 1 verse 17, where it says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So no man in verse 18 will refer or we include Moses, all the prophets unto John the Baptist. Put a peg on that. Put a peg on that. We're going to still see this in years to come, where we're going to address. You see that did Moses really see God? What did Moses see? What was this thing? The John and all of those things. So put a peg on that. Since we're going to study in times to come. So it says, no man has seen God at any time, save the only begotten of the Father. So John's account in the four gospel explains to us that the word explains to us that the word is a person or the word as a person so he also explains that the father in the person the father is seen in the person of jesus john 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god so we have clearly seen the father in god or we have clearly seen god in father in christ jesus so he taught us or john is teaching us that jesus is god's word Jesus is God's word and God's revelation to us. Jesus is God's word and he is God's revelation to us. So our knowledge of God must be primarily be via Jesus Christ. I will say it again. Our knowledge of God must be primarily via Jesus Christ. Our knowledge of God must be primarily via Jesus Christ. If you see Jesus didn't kill, so God doesn't kill. If you see Jesus doesn't lie, God doesn't lie. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you see Jesus didn't steal, God doesn't steal. If you see Jesus didn't cause, God doesn't cause. Are you getting me? Our knowledge of God's word must be seen primarily via Jesus Christ. Now look at John 1 again, verse 3 to 4. He says, all things were made by him and was... I was not anything that was made in he was life and the life was light of men so jesus was declared or described by john as the word of god jesus is the embodiment of god's word we call him the logos of god we call him the thought pattern of god go listen to incarnation i explained this in there we call it we it's series one so, so because when we when we when anybody is listening again to this audio and saying oh god listen to you so i'm talking about series one because we're still going to do an expansive series for that look at what is the bodily explanation of jesus what's what is this representation and all of those things how did they come we'll, we'll study we're going to study we're going to study so it is the word that was made flesh look at john 1 verse 14 and the word was made flesh so that means the embodiment of 
the word became a person. Are you seeing it? The word was made flesh and he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. Glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, he is the word that was made flesh. In John 1 verse 29, it says, The next day, John seeth Jesus coming upon him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh the sins of the world. So, he is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. He is. John 3 verse 16. John 3 verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So he is the one who gives everlasting life. John 5 verse 26. John 5 verse 26. You see, the book of John is so rich, right? John 5 verse 26. For as the Father hath life in himself, so has he given the Son to have life in himself. So he is the one that have life in himself. He is the one that have life in himself. Remember I told you and I said something. I said that I said something that our knowledge of God must be primarily be via Jesus Christ. The God kill, the Jesus kill. Is it making sense? Did God do evil? Did Jesus do evil? There's one series we're going to embark on in the coming days, and we're going to call the series Did God Do It? And we're going to address perplexing questions as touching probably things in the Old Testament. And what 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 is God's what is God's action in that? Uh, We've studied the wrath of God before. We've seen that God's inactivity is God's, is God's wrath, right? So now we're going to address much of those things. It's just like the flood in the Old Testament, the killings, did God really do those things, Job's story, um, those, those contradictions that seem like, ah, God is wicked, God is evil. We're going to address that. Did God really do all of those things? We'll study that in in years to come, in times to come. Look at John 10 verse 10. John 10 10. John 10 verse 10. It says, John 10 verse 10, it says, Thief cometh not to not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. So he came that man may have life, and be abundant in that life. So whenever Jesus speak of himself, the father, whenever speak of speak of himself and the father, he uses absolute terms. Absolute terms. John 14 verse 9. John 14 verse 9. Whenever Jesus speak of himself and the father, he uses absolute terms. He was very absolute. John 14 verse 9. Jesus said, Have you been so long with me? Uh, have I been so long time with you? And yet as thou not known me, Philip, he that has seen me is so absolute, has seen the father. And I'll see it thou, I'll see it thou, show us the Father. If you have seen me, you've seen the Father. John 14 verse 9. John 14 verse 9. So Jesus is the absolute revelation of God to us. John 14 verse 9. Jesus is the absolute revelation of God to us. He is the absolute revelation of God to us. You want to understand God, look at Jesus. You want to understand who God is, look at Jesus. You want to understand God's character, look at Jesus. You want to understand his personality, look at Jesus. Are you getting me? Those, Jesus is God's absolute revelation of God to us. Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 3. It says, God who has hundred times and in diverse manners. Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 3. Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 3. Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 3. God who has in hundred times and in diverse manners 
speaking time passed unto the father by his prophets, as in this last day spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed ear of all things by whom he has also made the world, who being the brightness of his glory, pay attention to this, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, Hiya. and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself poured our sins and sat down at the right hand of his majesty on high. So God is not known outside Jesus. I'll say it again. God is not known outside Jesus. God is not known outside Jesus. In essence, God's will is known by looking at Jesus. God's will is known by looking at Jesus. He is the perfect representation of God to us. Very perfect. He is the perfect representation of God to us. Let's go back to our John 14, verse 6 to 9. John 14, verse 6 to 9. John 14, verse 6 to 9, it says, it says, And Jesus said unto him, Then in, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 14, verse 6 to 9. It says, If ye had, if ye had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffice us. And he said unto him, Have I be so long with thee, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How seest thou? Then show us the Father. Why? What are you saying? This is like you're talking. What are you talking about, Father? You've seen me, you've seen the Father. This is like, what are you talking about? No, I did not see Jesus. I did not see the child. I did not see the John 14 verse 2, it says, In my father's house, there are many mansions. If you are not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. In Christ, we are the father's mansion. I've studied, we studied this over the years. That this is not talking about Jesus going to build a place for us and all of those things. Because there cannot be a mansion in a house. I think it's our creed that makes us read it that we have it's, we have not really thought because we don't have house here on earth or we've not had the best of ours or maybe we watched architectural digest and we saw that those things that those people because you don't have the money to buy the house in architectural digest you're not thinking don't worry my father's house there are many mansions <laughs> if you have money go and buy the house in architectural digest <laughs> praise god <laughs> so, so i think our greed has made us not think when we are reading this verse in my father's house there are many mansions if we're not so I would have told you, I go and prepare a place for you. Ah, 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 ah. No. <laughs> in Christ, we are in the Father's mansion. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In Christ, we are the Father's mansion. You know, we are God's house. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are God's house. So He went to prepare us. So that was that song of Lord, uh, Lord, I want to prepare you. Have prepare me. Now it should have been the Lord has made me because He has He has done it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus revealed His grace, which is the truth. John one verse sixteen. He revealed His grace to us. John one verse sixteen. It says, "For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth was given or came by Jesus Christ." So. There is the revelation of the Father revealed by Jesus that the believer must be familiar with. There is the revelation of the Father revealed by Jesus that the believer must be familiar with. 
there is a revelation of the Father that the believer must be familiar with. So to us, God is not just the creator of the universe. Are you getting that? To us, God is not just, oh, do yigi yigi. The, ah, no. And let, let me use it in language that our common, the, everybody will hear with you understand. God is not just the God of the universe or the spiritual identity of something or the spirituality in the terms of the high powers. Higher <laughs> power. The, oh, God is not higher power for us. <laughs> God is not. God is not the mysterious being who just shot the boom. You know something. Oh, you, you've not heard that term. You know that's what that guy told us that the, the big boom, the big, the, the big bang. God is not the God is not the God of the big bang. Who just shot the big bang? So who shot the first bang? They say no. See, look at. They say God did not. They say God did not shoot the bang. They say well, I don't believe that, that God shot the bang. It's just something in the in the in the physics world that just shot the big bang. Okay, who shot the first big bang that made the big bang to big bang? <laughs> who did that? <laughs> Who did that? They say the Big Bang Theory. No, hey, bro, God is not higher power. Say, you know, I believe in the existence of the higher being, the supreme being. Nah, that's not the God I serve. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> so, there is the revelation of the Father, that God, that Jesus, or there is the revelation of the Father revealed by Jesus, that the believer must be familiar with. He is our Father. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but he is my father. He is my father. You are not saying it like you mean. He is my, my, my father. He is my father. So, the redemptive work of Jesus revealed God to us as a father. The redemptive work of God. Remember, look at what I'm saying now. When I say the redemptive work, now remember what I taught you the reality of redemption. Remember, remember. So when I use the, the term redemptive work, henceforth, going forward, even in the next 70 years, in the next 100 years, you must remember I have taught you reality of our redemption. What it means, a price was paid. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when I say the redemptive work, you should have a familiar time with it now. The redemptive work of Jesus reveals God to us. Reveal the Father to us. Reveal God as a Father. That's what I'm going to. Reveal God as a Father to us. Are you getting it? Now look at John 20 verse 17. John 20 verse 17. John 20 verse 17. John 20 verse 17. The redemptive work of Jesus revealed God as a Father to us. It says, John 20 verse 1, and Jesus said to her, this was after the resurrection, touch me not, I like this scripture, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren, and unto them, and ascend <coughs> unto my father, and your father, ah, yeah. to my God, and your God, glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> you see, the usage of that word, my father, and your father. So, by grace, by the grace of God to us in Christ, Jesus, by the grace of God to us in Christ, Jesus, we share the same identity with the Lord Jesus. Ah. So we can now safely say, He is seated as we are seated. We are, he is, we rose again together. We died with Him. Are you seeing the identification terminology? So by the grace of God given to us in Christ Jesus, 
we share the same identity with the Lord Jesus. By the grace of God given to us in Christ Jesus, we share the same identity with the Lord Jesus. God is his father and also our father. Are you seeing it? Because we are believer, because we are found in him, because we have our fellowship with him, we have fellowship with the Father. Are you seeing it? Because we are believers, because we are found in him, we can safely say, I have fellowship with the Father. What did we say fellowship is? Partnership, right? Yes. Remember? What would you say fellowship means? Common identity, right? Partnership, a common identity. So we can safely say, what he is, I have. So as he is, so am I, right? He died, I was I died with him. He was buried, I was buried with him. He rose again, I rose with him. I would I am now seated in heavenly places with him. Are you seeing it? Because of the common identity I have with the Father. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So remember what I said again that the believer must be familiar with the revelation of the Father through Jesus Christ. And God is not just a creator to us or the universe. Is our father hallelujah hallelujah he is our father so we have a relationship with god we have a fellowship with god I like how he faced to see it when we go around you he said you know god wants to have a relationship with you <laughs> that's so sweet that's beautiful that is beautiful god wants to have a relationship with the sinner he wants to have a fellowship with you he wants to share his partnership with you he wants to be a partner with you. He wants to have a common identity with that sinner. Hallelujah. So when a man is saved, one reality you must understand is, I'm now in partnership with the Father. Glory to God. I'm now, in, I now have a common identity with the Father. As he is, so am I. And all that is just to happen is just to believe. You know, this gospel is so simple and so sweet that it takes a complicated person to complicate it. Because... The only thing that the sinner needs to do is just to believe. That's all. That's all. That's all. And let's see another term. The sonship of the believer. 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 So the creator has introduced a relationship within that surpasses just being his creatures like everyone on earth. Now, see something. We are in fellowship with him. We are in union with him. And the relationship between God and the believer can be seen as the father and his family. I taught this many years ago. The father and his family. It was one beautiful series that I did. That was in 2017. 2018. I did that series of father and his family. The relationship that God and the believers can be seen as the father that is now this is my father and my family are you getting it so just like look at your nuclear family look at your family at home your father your mother and your family every one of you are building together all of you are running together are doing things together that's the father and the family that is the relationship God wants to have with everyone he wants to have that fellowship with us and we are in fellowship with the father in Christ Jesus look at Romans 8 Romans 8, verse 14 to 15. Romans 8, verse 14 to 15. Romans 8, verse 14 to 15. Romans 8, am I too fast? Romans 8, verse 14 to 15. Alright. It says, For as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry. 
our Father. The word fear there implies timidity. It just means we have not received a bondage again, so but timid. And that word in verse 16, it says, The Spirit of God bear witness that we are children of God. Now, the word adoption there, where it says, We have received the Spirit of adoption, it's a series we'll do very, very soon. Something about the Spirit of adoption very soon. Um, it applies to be placed in the same position of a son. It means you are placed in the same position of a son. Just like saying, I adopt Chiamaka now as my child. Obviously she is. She doesn't have anywhere she's gone. <laughs> I adopt Chiamaka now as my child. And I didn't give birth to her, but I kicked her for her as my child. Now, don't use this to say, please give me money because I'm your child. No, I did not say that one. I, that's not what I mean. In Jesus' name, amen. And all of you are, and all of you are bearing witness of it. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> and it is recorded. Praise God. So, it applies to be placed in the position of a son. So, Paul explains to us that we have received the spirit of adoption not the spirit of bondage again to fear. So we have received that spirit that places us as sons. So you and I now, we are sons of God. So in our spirit, we know God as Father because we are sons. Are you seeing it? Remember we, we started with something. It is a father and his family relationship, right? Now, how will the father relate with those in his family? as sons right as daughters but let's use as sons someone say why did the scripture not use daughters sorry i'm just joking <laughs> as sons so we have a relationship with him as our father ephesians 2 ephesians 2 16 ephesians 2 16 ephesians 2 16 2 16 it says um, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which we are foul, and to them which we are nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now look at verse 19, I love it. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners. But what? Fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God. What a beautiful God we serve. We have God as a common heritage. We all have God as a common heritage. Yes, you have believed the gospel since 2005. Yes, you believe the gospel since 1990. Anyone who believes the gospel in 2050 will have the same common heritage you have. Glory to God. There is no special sonship. <laughs> there is no old born and new born. There is no first born and second born. <laughs> we have God as a common heritage. And He is our Father. He is our Father. This is what it means to be of the household of God. So we are in the household of God. Let's look at it now, therefore. Ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of what? The household of God. Look at 
Verse 14. For he is our peace. Hey, Who has made both one and had broken down the middle wall of partition between us? He says, He had abolished in the flesh the enmity, even the law of commandment contained in the ordinances. For to make in himself of twin one new man, so making peace. Look at Galatians 6 verse 10. It's so beautiful. What is what a beautiful salvation we have. Galatians 6 verse 10. It says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them we shall wear. So you do good to every believer. I'm not sure Micah is going to use this against someone. You see? The pastor taught us that we should do good to every believer. Those who are on the outfield of faith, so do good to me. I'm not saying you can't oppress your neighbor with that. <laughs> it's your nature, remember. It's your nature to do good. <laughs> so, also needs family. Family. A faith family. Family. 1 John 3 1. 1 John 3 1. 1 John 3 1. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called. Hey, are you there? 1 John 3 1. That we should be called what? The sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. I'll read it again. Behold, what manner of love that the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. So that means we, we, we didn't merit it. Huh? We didn't merit it. Now, that word son in that text is translated from the Greek word theknon. T-E-K-N-O-N. 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 Theknon. It implies children. 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 The word sons in that text, it implies theknon. It implies children. The seed of someone. It implies children. The seed of someone. One who ails from another. The seed of someone. One who ails from another. It is a birth. The seed of someone. Children. One who ails from another. It is a bet. Now let me give you an example of this. When we were growing up, I had three friends, Soji and Bankoli. Soji's mother is my mother. Bankoli's mother is my mother. They call us their sons. When I took you guys there, you see how the mother took we see how the mother was relating to us in December when I took you to Soji's house. And the mother was telling us, Ah, you are my son, though. Ah, my son has come, you know. That is how it is. So one who heals from another. So we are hailed or we are sons of God. We have come from that lineage. Remember where we started from? This is now our lineage. This is now our source. Have you seen it? This is now our origin. Does that make sense? So now, it is a bet. Now, the word son in Romans 8 14, because it's a two way. This one says sons, it means technon. The one sons in son in Romans 8 verse 14. Let's go to that Romans 8 verse 14. Look at Romans 8 verse 14. So that we look at that word son there. So that we explain it very well. Romans 8 verse 14. It says, 
For as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are called, they are, they are the sons of God. Now, the word son here in this place is from the Greek word eos, H-U-O-I-S, 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 H-U-O-I-S. It implies an heir, someone with an inheritance, an heir, someone with an inheritance. I'm sure of you watch movies growing up, or other Korean movies growing up, where, um, especially the, the northern side of Korea, I think it's the northern side, I do the village side, right? That do all those um, kingly, priestly, Not I'm not talking of the Gujo Pyo one, no. mm-hmm. or, I'm not talking of, <laughs> or Kim, Kim Jong-un, Kim, 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 Kim Jong-un, all the girls have a crush on him, every, in fact, it is now it is now he's saying that if if your if your babe has a crush on Kim Jong Un, it's a red sign, it's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have, has a crush? Chiamaka, Kim Jong Un's crush. Anyway, Chiamaka is always falling to the beat of everything. Like what have you done? You have to be born again. <laughs> okay, so. The word air here now. So what why did I say that? If you watch that those Korean movies of those sides, you see how they fight for a throne. How they fight for a kingdom. It's just like Blood Sisters. Was watch this Blood Sisters on Netflix, right? Now you see the firstborn was more it wasn't even the firstborn. The guy that died wasn't the firstborn, it was the secondborn. And they killed him. And the firstborn was like, This is my right. I'm the firstborn. I have to fight for my right. That's the inheritance. He's trying to fight for his inheritance. What belongs to him on a normal Does that make sense? They will now find out later that the woman had, the, had many things to do. You can watch the movie, Blood Sisters. It's a Nigerian movie. Just. Alright. Both things are used in the scriptures. Look at Galatians 4. So those Eos and Technon, they were both used in the scriptures. Look at th- um, Galatians 4. Galatians 4, verse 5 to 7. As we begin to round up. Galatians 4, verse 5 to 7. Galatians 4, verse 5 to 7. It says, to redeem them that we're under the law, that we may receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has set forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Father, Father, right? Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but what? A son. And if a son, then what? A year of God, true word, true Christ. So the believer is a son by inheritance. Say, I'm a son of God. I'm a son, I'm a son of, of God. God. Say, but the Bible did not put daughter. Well, sorry. I'm just joking. It's a general usage. When they say son, it's a general usage of both male and female. Does that make sense? Just like the word man in the scripture is a general usage of both male and female. Listen to dear woman, you understand that. So he says, son. Son. So the believer is a son by inheritance. And a child by birth. I remember I was preaching in the church one time. <laughs> I remember this story so well. We were preaching in the church. It was, they called it a word conference. And the word made of preach. It was a three days conference. I started on a Friday. I was trying to end on the Sunday. And the Sunday did not look like it ended well. 
because we're teaching one of these denominations there. And I started addressing intricate things like, you are the son of God. You are the son of God. We are the son of God. Ah. Then I said, any question. That was where the problem started. I, sir, why would you say we are the son of God? <laughs> we actually have to grow from being a child to become son. Ah. You know what built me out? Somebody I did not expect. Now we go. Now Rosalie said, "I need to answer you, man. When you give birth to a child, does your child grow up from being a child to being a son?" Why did she laugh? She sat down. <laughs> he said, "But you know, some people ignorance and pride don't lead to learning because they feel like you are too young to be teaching them. So the ignorance and pride will not let them believe." You see, even though, even though the scriptures is saying this child, this son, I'm a child of God, I'm a son, so I have to grow from being a child to being a son. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> even logically, does it make sense that you first grow from a child? So you are, you are first called the child, the baby of God, the child of God. So tomorrow you now come to God and now you are not the son, you are not my son, but you are the baby of God. <laughs> Does it make sense? So once the man is saved, he automatically has an inheritance and he is a son of God. So today the believer has fellowship with God as his son. I have fellowship with God as God's son. I am God's son. That's how most people they don't start naming themselves God's son. God's son. Do not change your name to God's son. God's son. Oh, whether you name yourself or you name or you name yourself, it's just like how my friend too named to name himself Ayomide Christ <laughs> or Ben Son. It's not <laughs> whatever. Whether you name yourself. Or you don't name yourself, the reality is in your spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> so the believer has a fellowship with God, has his son. That fellowship is based on the fact that the believer has his life with God. The believer has the life of God. The life of God or the spirit of God. The believer has the life of God or the spirit of God. 1 John 5 verse 12. 1 John 5 12. 1 John 5 12. 1 John 5 12. 1 John 5 12. So the reality of our fellowship with the Father. 1 John 5 verse 12. Either hath the Son hath life, and either hath not the Son of God hath not life. So it is based on this life that the believer is in the fellowship with the Father and the Son. And the fellowship with the Father and the fellowship with the Son. Second Peter 1 3. 2 Peter 1 3. 2 Peter 1 3. It says, 2 Peter 1 3, according to his divine power, has given unto us things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So the believer is the partaker of the same nature. We are partaker of what God is enjoying of what the Father, Jesus, is enjoying. Not what he's going to, what he's enjoying now, we're enjoying it. Look at it. He's seated in heaven, right? We too, we are there. So we are enjoying all the benefits. As a reason of his 
redemptive sacrifice for us. Hebrews 2 verse 11. Hebrews 2 11. Hebrews 2 11. Hebrews 2 11. It says, For both he that sanctified uh, and they who are sanctified are what? All of one. For this cause, he is not ashamed to do what? Call them brethren. You know how he called us brethren? Look at when he appeared to Paul on the road to Damascus. He said, I am the one, I am Jesus who you persecute. Fellowship means to partake of the same. Common identity. To partake of the same. First John 4 verse 17. 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 Wearing is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he was, as he is, so are we in this world. So as he is in, as he is over there, so are we here. Are you getting it? Yes. Sir. As he is over there, so are we here. And we are also there because we are in the spirit. Does that make sense? The believer is in the best of two worlds. He's in the spirit, he's in the flesh. It's in the spirit and he's in the in this earth. Does that make sense? First Corinthians 6 verse 17. First Corinthians 6 verse 17. First Corinthians 6 17. First Corinthians 6 17. It says that. But he that is joined unto the Lord is what? One, one spirit. spirit. So I am one spirit with God. I am one spirit with God. So in Christ Jesus, we have fellowship with the Father. In Christ Jesus, we have fellowship with the Father. In Christ Jesus, we are partakers with the Father. In Christ Jesus, we have a common identity with the Father. He is our Father and we are His sons. You've seen it in all the scriptures that we are God's sons. By His new birth, we are in Him. We have His life. We have His spirit. We are one with Christ. And we have a fellowship with God. Let this reality dawn on you that I am one with the Father. I am in fellowship with the Father. I am in the Son. And I am God's Son. And this relationship is a relationship of a father and his family. Did you learn something? Did you learn something? Yes, sir. Did you learn something? Yes, sir. Sure about that? Share with your neighbor what you learned.